Welcome to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we found our co-host, uh, Frank, who's been he's a little under the weather today, but he rallied for us because, uh, you know, he's, uh, he, he's always in there. Yeah, trying. Trying, yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, in the first uh, couple of minutes, what should we talk about, Frank? Um, we Our will, trip. We will talk about uh, the uh, Alaska trip for a minute, and that is July 24 to 29 in, at a Ketchikan, Alaska, Clover Pass Resort. And what's really cool about this, all you have to do is get to Ketchikan. They'll come pick you up. And they'll take you to the lodge, feed you, and you're, they've got some new uh, 150 horse, horsepower boats. And, you know, we put usually three to a boat, one to drive and one to fish and one to net. And uh, But you're your own captain. You can come and go as you please. You go out in the morning and come back in for a hot lunch and either take a nap or go back out again. But uh, usually it gets a little windy around two, so I um, like to come in and go back about three. Um, and then you go out and come back in and have dinner. And then if you want to go to the bar and have a beverage, you can, or just go to the room and read a book or whatever you want to do. But everything is included. We'll be right back with you. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. Used by fishermen who know where to get the best fishing gear around, AFTCO makes the highest quality fishing rod components worldwide. If it says AFTCO, you know you have a quality rod. Guy Harvey Clothing, the best outdoor clothing line anywhere, is also available through AFTCO. Longest lasting, functional, and best looking clothing you'll be proud to wear. Only the very best materials and workmanship. As soon as you put it on, you'll know the difference. Look for AFTCO at quality retailers or go to AFTCO.com. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Always buy quality, and you will not be disappointed. AO Coolers, the lightweight, soft-sided cooler, will not disappoint you. Easy to carry, less room on the deck, and more efficient. AO Coolers fit the product inside for more performance. Once you try one, you want more. You will be proud to own one. AO Coolers outperform bulky, hard-shell, and lesser soft-sided coolers. For types and how to find yours, go to aocoolers.com. Available at West Marine. 
It's time for the spectacular 72nd annual Fred Hall Show, March 7th to the 11th at the Long Beach Convention Center. The world's largest fishing show, California's largest trailer boat show, and a world-class international fishing and hunting travel show. Nearly 1,000 booths, acres of boats, over 400 seminars, the Mammoth Lakes Kids Fish Free Trout Pond, the Daiwa Bass Tank, the Accurate Fishing Saltwater Tank, the Hobie Kayak Fishing Theater, Ram Trucks Ultimate Air Dogs, Costa Sporting Chef Cafe, Cousins Tackle Seminar Stage, Huge marine electronics display, demo boats on the water, free dive, fly fishing, air gun ranges, casting, Hobie test rides, the Paul Bunyan Lumberjack Show, Jack Dagger, the King of Fling, and so much more. Kids free, kids fish free. Join CCA Cal and get in free. Celebrate the passion of fishing, boating, hunting, and outdoor recreation in the nation's number one show. The Fred Hall Show, March 7th to the 11th at the Long Beach Convention Center. Presented by Progressive. Details at fredhall.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan. We have Frank Selby as our co-host today, as usual. Frank's a little under the weather, but he's rallying. And, of course, we have Bart Hall, who is, you know, you must be excited. It's getting so close now. You've only got a couple of weeks, right, to, uh, uh, wait a minute, to, uh, I, for some reason, I was thinking Bakersfield was after Long Beach, but it's the first one, isn't it? Well, it uh, was after Long Beach last year, but this year we had to move the date because of a conflict of a uh, scheduling conflict at the Kern County Fairgrounds. So we are now at uh, we're now first in Bakersfield, and that means that uh, on Monday we drive up to uh, Bakersfield and begin to prepare. And the show is Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That's March second, third, and fourth. Yep. And then we leave uh, Sunday night to get down to uh, some of us will, I will, and then. Yeah down to uh, Long Beach uh, to set up Monday morning and we'll be there until uh, Sunday night and then come back to the office for a few days and then go down to San Diego for uh, for the 22nd to the 25th to have the the show in San Diego at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. So it's going to be a busy yeah. next month. You know, we'll, well be the good, out of the house a lot. The, the good news is, Bart, I'm not saying that you don't work all year, but, you know, once you get through the month, month of March, uh, uh, most of the pressure is off. And, of course, I'm sure you got a lot of follow-up to do right after that. We do, yeah, a lot. It's, uh, uh, you know, the shows are quite large and we're quite a small staff. So uh, we do have a lot of that. To do. It, it's a year-round job. There's no... Uh, it's, it seems like it, but this time of the year, it's very intense, very stressful, but it, oh, very rewarding as well. I mean, yeah. there's nothing, nothing bad about it. It's just uh, it takes a lot of time, and there's just some seems to be not a let, not enough time in most days. Yeah, <laughs> especially as we get closer. So, well, it's yeah. it's. Uh, I'm just kind of curious. Um, you're apparently the largest consumer outdoor show maybe in the world. I don't know, but certainly in the U.S. Well, and, I don't know about the largest, uh, when they say outdoor, when that includes RVs and hunting and everything. We are, we are certainly the world's largest fishing show yeah, and uh, sport fishing show. Mm-hmm. And we, uh, we're California's largest trailer boat show, and we're one of the largest uh, hunting and fishing travel shows in the U.S. So, yeah, yeah we're just... 
that's that's what we are. Yeah. yeah. Well, last week when we had you on, we mentioned that, you know, especially about the hunting. Um, you know, it used to be uh, that, you know, in the fall, you know, people would put their their gear away and maybe tie some flies. But you know, fishing and, and even hunting, but fishing has become more of a year-round sport now because there's so many opportunities. You may have to instead of just going to your local pond and drill a hole in the ice, there's always something. And a lot of these places are getting very affordable because they're getting more people, uh, like uh, South America, Central America, even Africa. Well, we're, in terms of fishing, you know, living in Southern California, you know, we pretty much have ideal weather all year round, and we have well, access to lakes and yeah. streams and most of the time and of course the ocean a lot of the time this last 12 months has been incredible in southern california and the oceans yeah uh, uh, but we also you know we're we're 90 minutes away from uh, from baja and, yeah uh, you get on an airplane and and i don't care what it is up here the fish are going to be biting down there so yeah. it's uh it's a very unique place to live, and yeah. we're all uh, probably a friend of mine, friend of mine, went down there last week, and you know, it wasn't a great day, but he did get a marlin. Well, yeah, boy, lately there's been, you know, depending on where you go and what time, there's there's so many marlin. It's silly. Some boats have been, you know, they had days where, you know, a dozen boats that have four marlin each. You know, it's just amazing. So. Uh, but, you know, this year when I was down there, uh, the, the rooster fishing was better than I've ever seen it. I, we caught multiple rooster fish in the 60-plus category, you know. So it was it was very, very fun. I love it down there. All right. Uh, and, by the way, where did you go for the rooster fish? Uh, well, I, I, I go uh, to... Uh, the Sea of Cortez, and I go to Rancho de Anero. Yeah, that's uh, my my favorite place to go, and yeah. we have a great time there. Uh, John well, Ireland's a friend of mine, and we have a great time. Um, yeah, he, he is a great guy, and what a great opportunity there. I don't know if he's built out that ranch or not. Is he still is he still selling property on that? There's not much property left to sell. Uh, they've uh, uh, they're they're building a big marina just uh, south of him down there in a uh, Four Seasons, I believe, is the hotel and a golf course. Well, so yeah. that that area is about to get. Well, I'm I'm curious because they built a few years ago. Uh, the resort went in there and built a you know a, a good sized marina, um, and you know I've been selling lots of stuff. But there was rumor they're supposed to be Van Warmers were going to um, uh, have a marina down there, but I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think so. Uh, this this other marina, you know, is, is kind of being driven out by the Four Seasons, mm-hmm. and with their golf course and everything, it's going to change that area. It's going yeah. to become, uh, which is a shame, I think, because yeah. it's a it's really old Mexico, and it well, probably the, will 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 lose some of that old Mexico character over the next few years. Well, I first so. went down to Baja in. I guess it was the early 80s, and I've been down there at least once a year ever since then, and I've seen some changes. Uh, but when I first went down, it kind of reminds me what East Cape is now. Uh, yeah, a little bit, yeah. In, in but, the old days, anyway, but, let's, get, let's get back to the Hall Show. Yeah. Um, we talked about no matter where you want to fish anywhere in the world, um, you can find it. Yes, you can find anywhere to fish in the world or hunt in the world. We have, we have people who will happily book you a fishing or hunting trip anywhere in the world, from yeah. New Zealand to Africa, uh, you know, to North and South America. 
uh, to Russia, we can we can find people who will book you a trip someplace at our shows. Well, it's and, fairly amazing. I, I started to allude to uh, wasn't that long ago. If you wanted to fish uh, in Central or South America. They didn't really have the infrastructure, and they didn't have that many boats, and it was an adventure, but it was, it, was, it was expensive. But now that they're getting a lot more people down there, a lot more boats, a lot more infrastructure, uh, it's becoming much more affordable. Oh, yeah, it's affordable and competitive. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we, uh, it's uh, the, one of the, you know, we have hundreds of travel destinations at our show, so you can... You can literally come and spend all of your time visiting with each travel booth if, you, if that's what you choose. Mm-hmm. It's one of the parts of the shows I liked a lot. That and, the, of course, the factories. You don't, you don't get to see as much factory participation at any other show in the world as you yeah. do at our Long Beach show. You know, we get to go in there and, and talk to the factory guys and find out what they have to say about their product. Well, you know, what's, what's great is that, uh, you know, some of these... You know, companies, they cannot have the president of the company should go to, you know, the shows. But uh, at the Hall show, you know, to be able to actually meet and talk with the technicians and the, and the people that are um, not just hired to come out and talk about their product, uh, it makes it very interesting where you can get involved and find out about what they're doing, what the new equipment is, what they're coming out with. Actually, many of the presidents are at our show. Yeah. That's how that works. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, and, you know, we've talked before about what's there, and it just takes, you know, it takes a while to go through it. But um, quickly, if you're going to go and if you enjoy the outdoors, hunting and fishing or even RVing or boating, you really need to go. But it's so big. This is not something you, you get there and, and walk around for four hours and think you saw what you wanted to see. Uh, if you're going to participate in any of the, the great uh, uh, seminars, and I guess Frank will be there with a uh, fly fishing demonstration, right Frank? I usually am. Yeah. Well, we'll see if he lets you come back. Well, no, we, yeah. we, we really appreciate Frank. Frank's one of the best there is at what he does. You yeah. Know? So we we love Frank. Right. And, uh, the uh, yeah, there's 400 seminars in five days. So, yeah. Uh, you, and you've got you uh, can't find what you want. You got like what? I don't, it's you, hard to believe you, you wouldn't. So. You've got like almost a thousand booths or something like that. We have almost a thousand booths, yeah, and yeah. then we have hundreds of boats and and um, four hundred seminars and okay. all kinds of ca- ex stuff for kids. You know, you all got right. The well, let's go ahead and take jar. take care of the paperwork, uh, the location and the dates. Okay, the the Bakersfield shows at the Kern County Fairground, March second to the fourth. The Long Beach uh, show is at the Long Beach Convention Center, March seventh to the eleventh. Well, you're going to be the busy. Delmar show. It's March 22nd to the 25th. Yeah, you are going to be busy. And, yeah. uh, you know, so that's five days for the Long Beach? Yes. Okay. Seven All right, Bart, we'll talk to you again next week with some more updates. We appreciate you coming on and taking away from your busy schedule. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. 
If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. Let me tell you about a fantastic boutique hotel on Mag Bay called the Mangrove Inn, located on the estuary in Lopez Mateos. This unique hotel will connect you with nature. The whale watching is incredible. They have the best onshore and offshore fishing guides and even bird watching guides. And the estuary fishing. You can even kayak fish the estuaries right from the hotel. The chef will even cook your catch. Check it out at mangroveinbaja.com or call 434-953-8598 to book your adventure. That's 434-953-8598. Hi, I'm Bart Hall, and I'm honored to tell you about the 72nd Annual Fred Hall Show, March 7th to the 11th at the Long Beach Convention Center. I am proud of our 72-year-old history and amazed that the little show my father produced at Gilmore Stadium in 1946 could have grown into the 2018 version of the Fred Hall Show. It has become the world's largest and most exciting sport fishing show, one of the nation's most prominent boat shows, and a world-class international travel and hunting show. We'll entertain you all day with nearly 1,000 booths, over 400 seminars, acres of boats, and dozens of family fun activities. Kids 15 and under are always free, but the Fred Hall Shows also strive to help preserve the lifestyle of fishing, hunting, boating, and outdoor recreation that so many of us cherish. You can help by joining the Coastal Conservation Association of California, and when you do, you'll get in free. Join us and celebrate the passion for outdoor recreation at the Fred Hall Show, March 7th to the 11th at the Long Beach Convention Center. Presented by Progressive, check us out at fredhall.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. Oh, this is John Hennigan. And put your earphones on, dummy. Okay. Um, of course, you are listening to Fish and Hunting Talk Radio. And I'm concentrating right now on, on the fishing part. And we have someone that, you know, I just was talking to him just for a minute or so offline. And, and it's, uh, he's a partner in Chicago Fly Fishing Outfitters. And I thought... Sounds like an oxymoron to me. You know, Chicago? <laughs> Fly fishing? What? <laughs> but, uh, um, Andy, I'll let you continue with that, because I suspect there's plenty of stuff around there, but I also suspect that you go to different places. Yeah. Well, thanks for having us on, having me on. Um, yeah, so my name's Andy Kirkoulis. I own uh, it's a 17-year-old business called Chicago Fly Fishing Outfitters. Uh, it's a retail business. Located in downtown Chicago, uh, you're not. It's not the first time I've heard the oxymoron thing. We get people walk into our store every day, kind of look around, make sure it's real, and come in, and the conversation starts. Ironically, uh, I'd argue, you know, we don't have the Madison River, we don't have the Rocky Mountains, we don't have the seashore in our backyard, but what we do have is a giant lake called Lake Michigan, and it's probably one and of the nice most uh, natural resources on, on 
anywhere that I've seen, man, any given day you can go down and drive past 20, 30 miles of prime, prime shoreline and you won't see an angler anywhere. They're all out on the boats. They're all trolling deep. That leaves the harbors, the, the shoreline, the riprap that's been built up by uh, various agencies and, and whatnot. Some of the most verdant fishing water on the planet that if it weren't for some of the best uh, kind of masters classics that take place here occasionally, you'd never see any kind of use of this resource. And it provides unbelievable fishing locally out our, when I say out our backyard, I mean literally less than a mile away is some outstanding well, fishing. Out, out your front door is the Great Lakes. Can you kind of give a kind of a bit of an overview of of, uh, uh, of those, and which ones they are, and you know what you're what you're liable to find there? Sure. Um, so we sit less than a mile away from Lake Michigan, kind of just north of downtown Chicago. Um, that's the that's the lake that we ply our trade in. Uh, it's it's a tremendous resource for. Yeah, recreation on the fishing side of it, and specifically on the fly fishing side of it, anything that's shallow is accessible with a fly rod. So all of the harbors, all of the shoreline, it's under 10 to 15 feet, so it's it's fair game for us. Um, what you are going to find totally depends on the season. It's a, it's a very cyclical thing, right? Right now, you're not going to find anything because it's either frozen or deep. Uh, come around March, April, our harbors, so... What are harbors? Uh, they are man-made structures. They line from 20 miles south of Lake Mich- or 20, 20 miles south of uh, Chicago up to way past Waukegan. Mm-hmm. There are man-made harbors that house boats and recreation and things like that. They're dug out. Right. Uh, they're shallow. They're dark bottom. They warm up. Oh. So I got things a, like smallmouth bass come March. I got a question for there. you. Yeah, sure. How's the Chicago River doing with the smallmouth bass since they've cleaned it up? Oof, work in progress. Uh, smallmouth, fair to fair to midland, largemouth, and a bunch of rough species like carp, different different species of carp are doing fantastic. Um, I don't know, you know, they've been working on cleaning it up for oh, last decade or two. Friends of the yeah. Chicago River doing uh, awesome I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what, when I was a kid, I was back in New York for a while, and, mm-hmm. and the, um, the Erie River, man, it was nothing but a sewer. I don't know if you remember one time they had so much pollutions and uh, um, chemicals and all that that uh, the river actually caught on fire. Caught on fire, it is, as did the Chicago River, as did pretty much every major urban river in the United States that was, you know, industrial-based, let's call it. Uh-huh. Uh, EPA did an amazing job of cleaning up the lake. The river's a work in progress. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of sediment, a lot of stuff down there. I wouldn't go swimming there. But let's put it this way. 20 years ago, there were three species of fish in the Chicago River, according to um, the people that do census. There's over 50 species of fish now that inhabit the Chicago okay. River. There's otters, there's herons. It's it's, it's becoming alive again. Great. Yeah. Hey, uh, both of you guys, a friend of mine, Bob, who's an outdoor writer for Western Outdoor News, we're going to have him come in and join in the conversation because he loves to fly fish, so we'll bring him on in about a minute. Yeah. And Fantastic. He, can, he can just kind of join in the conversation. Yeah. Are you going on that bass trip? You got any spaces left? Which Which bass trip? Uh, Jerry and all you guys go up for uh, large and smallmouth bass. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, every year we go up to the Menominee River, which is just north of Green Bay. It's uh, arguably one of the better smallmouth bass fisheries. Uh, there are guides that we are affiliated with uh, from a different shop up there called Tight Lines Fly Fishing. Yeah, so we're, I'm, I'm hosting two trips this year, one in June, one in August. Uh, 
and yeah, I'm absolutely going. Yeah. Now yeah. you say you're uh, you only do two trips, or you yourself are only doing two trips. So for this. Um, I do lots of trips. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the hosted smallmouth, we have two of them. This oh, year. So I Two see. separate I I trips for smallmouth bass. Okay. Well, as promised, I'd like to bring on Bob Summeru, uh, dear friend, <laughs> avid, avid uh, fly fisherman. And, you know, over the years, he's tried to, you know, teach me how to use a fly rod. Um, yeah, with minimal success. <laughs> but, oh, uh, I don't know. You were doing pretty good that last time out. I got to yeah. give you some kudos on that. Yeah, well, when you're uh, um, nymph fishing and you just kind of, you know, put your line in the water and let it let it float downstream, that's not too difficult. Sure, that's all there is to it. That's all there is to it. <laughs> but the problem is, <laughs> is that, you know, it's not like a Dorado or a Marlin that comes up and grabs a bait and runs. I mean, you've, you know, constantly, even if you're not even sure what's happening, it's it's matter of being able to learning, you know, what, what happens in the water when it fishes in there. And, you know, you got to lift the rod. Well, I think, I, think our, I think our guest on the other line will, uh, will say the same thing. Part of the reason we love fly fishing is the fact that the, uh, the nuance and the, the delicate nature of it as well as the, the thoughtfulness of it are what we really love. And, and part of that is the fact that you're not always hunting for big old lugs that are come over and knock you over the head with their, their tail. These are fish that actually take a little bit of thought to catch. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've got a little fly or a fly with just a little hook on it. Um, they don't swallow it. They put it in their mouth just for a fraction of a second to decide if they want it or not. Then they spit it out, and then you lift a rod, and you go, no, I guess it wasn't a fish after all. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you got out hey, and them a little bit. Hey, Bob. Yeah, this is Jerry Fanazzi's uh, buddy back in Chicago. The one ah, that we okay. take out. Yeah. Well, hi, this is Bob. Last I didn't get your Jeff. name. My name's Andy. Andy? Yes, sir. Hi, 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 hi. Pleasure yeah, Frank you. and I go way back hitting the fly rod, uh, and uh, I understand that's what you do back there in Chicago. We do. We uh, do yeah. it for fun. We do it for a living, so... Good times Sweet. every day. I once went steelheading back that way. Uh, I had gone into town for a, a trade show, and somebody says, oh, let's take a drive. We're going to go out and hunt some steelhead. We drove about six hours and went about three <laughs> states. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> hard, over to, hard, against, over to the- hard against the lake, chasing down some icy-covered river. And uh, we had a ball. We pulled out some fish, and they said there was steel. You know, this it looked is, like uh, it was the old Iowa th- this, this is a stupid question, but is there any salt in the Great Lakes? Just what melts from the streets. No. Okay. Uh, no, there's no salt. It's a it's a body of fresh water. Um, steelhead. Explain, explain to us, us West Coasters why they're steelhead. Okay. Uh, it's a migratory fish taken from your part, your neck of the woods, more from, um, let's see, would have been taken out of the state of Washington, possibly British Columbia. Back in the day, we had an uh, invasive species in the Great Lakes called the alewife, which is uh, a little mm-hmm. oily bait fish, multiplied by the trillions. Uh, you couldn't swim in the summertime because they would die off by the by the droves. And the DNR put in first Pacific salmon, uh, the king salmon, to uh, as an attempt to like introduce a predator that would eat enough of these alewives. And steelhead is the next log- logical extension. It's a it's a migratory rainbow trout. Um, 
When it's in the ocean, they call them anadromous. Here they're patadromous because they don't go to salt water. They return to oh. big body water. They, they spawn and they... Wait, I need to hear that word one more time. They're what? Uh, so, like uh, on the on the west coast, you guys would call them anadromous, yeah, and because, it's a, right? A fish that spawns in freshwater but lives the majority of its life out in the ocean and returns. Yeah, that, that much I got. Now, what was that last one? So, patadromous with a p. Hmm. Uh, unless I've been fooled over the years, is just basically the same thing. It's the same migratory impulse, but back to a fresh body of water, i.e. Lake Michigan. Mm -hmm. So they'll come out in the spring to spawn. In the fall, they, they, they return back to the rivers, the tributaries, to basically eat the eggs from the salmon that are spawning. Mm -hmm. Andy, Andy, I think you just taught, taught all us West Coasters something new, and I really appreciate that. Yeah. I could just be spinning a tail here, but it's, it's the same principle. They're brought in to eat alewives. They've taken hold. Um, they've established themselves. It's just another introduced species okay. into the Great Lakes. And huh. believe it or not, within 40 minutes from downtown Chicago, you can actually go steelheading. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, I'm learning a lot, especially about Chicago. I don't didn't know any, anything what's going on there. It is... Uh, uh, of course, right now you're probably sitting in front of the fireplace and, and waiting for spring. <laughs> yeah, emotionally, but I am. Just, uh, just, just out of curiosity, what's the weather like that while we're talking? About three below. It's, it's a balmy, like 38, 39. Oh. Um, yeah, it's not bad. We, we're kind of in a flood zone around here. We had 10 inches of snow that melted, and then we got about four or five inches of rain at the same time. Oh, okay. So fishing's a mess, but there's plenty to do. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, we've got another 12-minute segment coming up, and uh, I want to give Bob a little bit of time. But uh, Andy, if you want to, if you want to hang in there, you're more than welcome to. Absolutely. Well, in fact, I would appreciate it if you would, Andy. I got some questions to ask you. Absolutely. Okay. Well, you are listening uh, to Fish and Hunting Talk Radio. You can listen to this show or any ones that are archived by going to fishtalkradio.com. And uh, we're in the, kind of in the process of changing around our website and name. But we're going um, we'll, to we'll, we'll keep you posted. But we'd love to hear from you and let us know what you're, what you're interested in and what we can do for you. And we'll be back in about three minutes. Go to fishtalkradio.com and listen. Monster Lake. It's home to some monster-sized largemouth bass and trout because they grow in this giant 10-mile lake. 
It'll take you 30 minutes to go from one side of the lake to the other. And it has camping, cottages, RV sites, hiking, boating, kayaking, and even horse camping. Tell them John Hennigan sent you, and they'll even give you a special gift on California parks. LakeComancheResort.com. That's LakeComancheResort.com. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. The road stretches for miles in front of you, and with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway, so your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back motor trend truck of the year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we are back. And we got a party going on. We have co-host Frank Selby. John, it's good to be hey, back. Frank, you were uh, kind of under the under the weather when we first started, but all this excitement, you really perked up. Yeah, I was a little under the weather. <laughs> Bob, Bob knows what kind of okay. weather. Any, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I've been uh, under that weather. A and few times. we have uh, follows a poker game, right? And, and we have, uh, uh, well, of course, we have uh, Bob uh, Summerroof, a field writer for Wrestling Outdoor News, and our special guest is Andy Curlick. So I'm going to turn it over to you guys. All right, that's cool. That's Not cool, really. Andy. Andy, yes, sir. So when when spring thaw comes and all of a sudden the mountains are starting to show some signs of life, where would you want to go first? Southwest Wisconsin, without without hesitation. Uh, I love I love Spring Creek. I love trout fishing. It's oh, Spring the, Creek! How wonderful! 
Tell tell the listeners what Spring Creek fishing is like, will you? Spring Creek fishing in Wisconsin is very different uh, than the traditional kind of trout fishing. It's it's small creeks, maybe five to ten feet wide, that bubble up from the ground and gather steam on various springs. Uh, They introduced brown trout back in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, um, and they've taken hold there. Perfect conditions. Water comes out 50-some-odd degrees. Uh, And gin clear. Gin clear. um, Super clean. No industry. No pollution. The DNR has actually done a really, really fantastic job in that state uh, taking care of that fishery, and it's, it's I don't know. I think the statistic is something like 400 miles of spring creeks that are public access within four hours of Chicago. So plenty of place to spread out. Um, tiny creeks, you kind of, a, a, a party fishes a creek a day. Nobody owns them. They're all shared. It works really well. Uh, I, I told everybody I'd keep my mouth shut, but I got a question. Yes, sir. Uh, we're, we're like, talking. That, like that was going to happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, a very good friend of mine that um, has a, a vineyard where they supply wine for 20-some um, uh, wineries, and he has breakwater tours. He does a lot of uh, um, trips. And on this uh, the vineyard on the farm, he's got three ponds. Uh, they had two bass ponds that were just incredible, and he's just put in a trout pond. And I was talking to him about, you know, first of all, in this part of the country, it gets a little warm, so it's not easy. So, you know, they got to use aerators and, you know, put some deep trenches to keep the uh, um, some, some cooler water. But I'm just kind of curious about, you know, when you're talking about, you know, basically freshwater fish, um, algae, you know, what does it take to have a, uh, an environment that they survive? As, oh, know, my he, gosh. He's, wor- that's, he's, work- that's he's working with it, yeah. That's a 12-hour seminar there, John. I believe. Uh, well, you've got, you know, you've got water temperature and thermocline, and, you know, there's, he's still giving them pellets, but, you know, they, they've only been in the water for about, you know, less than two months now. Uh, he brought a truckload of tailwalkers from Nebraska and just stocked it. But, um, you know, I'd, trying to build from nothing, you know, to build an environment where these fish are going to survive. Um, yeah, that's, that's a different animal. Um, and that's, there's a whole science behind that. On the, on the yeah. Spring Creek trout streams in Wisconsin, they're basically little creeks that mm-hmm. forever have been used for irrigation, have been used for... You know, uh, cattle and whatnot, and somebody figured out back in the 30s and 40s that it had the perfect pH, the perfect temperature, plenty of bugs to support German brown trout, German, English, Scottish brown trout. Um, the water rarely gets above 72. That's a magic number to keep yeah. it alive. There's plenty of oxygen. Um, no industry there, so no, you know, no pollution to speak of. Uh, just kind of like the perfect, just like in Argentina, the, the trout are not indigenous to there, but a lot of the water down there is perfect for well, trout. Just I've, like, I, yeah, I've always learned something. And I don't know how, you know, it doesn't, uh, I don't guess they don't care how cold it gets because, you know, they, they're cold-blooded. But uh, 72 seems to be the magic number. When they get uh, when they get up to that, they can't survive. They, uh, it depends yeah, they how long they've been. And yeah. the species. And we talk about we have bass or trout, too. We have trout streams in Mexico that get over 90, and they're still alive. What kind of trout? Just you know? Rainbow trout, just below really? uh, Puffadora. 
It used to cost fifty dollars to ride down on a mule. Now it costs three hundred and fifty. Oh yeah. And the, and the, the Tabuca Creek, the water used to get up to eighty and ninety, and we had trout survive in that time of water until they started stocking and it killed all the wild trout off. Oh. And Bob, you know all about that one. Oh yeah, I've fished Tabuca Creek a dozen times where I've I've followed the truck up river. <laughs> and seeing all these guys oh, in yeah. cars following the truck up river. Yeah. And every time you go, he'd make a plant of 40, 50 fish in a pool of water. There'd be three guys that hit it. Yeah. But the, yeah. the water temps were in the 80s. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, re- that reminds me of a story of somebody that was, that was talking about the stocking a lake. Uh, I don't remember which one it was, but anyway, they, the uh, um, uh, the the tanker with all the fish in it took off, and he saw this car behind him. And the guy was just right on his tail. And so, you know, he thought he'd have fun with the guy. So he drove around for two hours without going anywhere. <laughs> and this guy, was on his, this guy was on his tail the whole time. You know, and then oh finally, finally the guy goes, what the hell's going on? What are you doing? <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, that's, uh, uh, but, you know, speaking of that, when you first plant, it usually takes a day or two for them to acclimate, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, it takes that. But but the other thing, too, is uh, when you're talking about nurturing a new fishery like your friend is doing, there's so many more things involved that include, you know, what's the aquatic life like? What is the, the plant growth like? What's, as you mentioned, the algae. And what's the restoration process when uh, temperatures go high or low? It, there's a lot involved, in, and you can't just throw fish in a bucket and hope takes a lot of planning and organization. So good luck to him because I want to go fish it. Yeah. <laughs> but can we get back to Andy again? Because I want to ask him a few more questions. Is that all right, John, if you don't mind? It's your show. You go okay. ahead. I was kind of hoping you'd say that. <laughs> so, Andy, when we left off, you were mentioning about spring creeks, but uh, there's a lot of other water out that way, isn't there? Oh, there's a tremendous amount of water out here. Um Big rivers like the Kankakee River are home to fish like smallmouth bass and gar and pike and rough fish. Um, you know, they've always been open to the public and fished you know, conventionally, but fly fishing is becoming a big thing now. Uh, well, big thing. It's becoming a thing. Let's let's start there. A few, a few full-time guides are working out of Western-style drift boats. Uh, so the average guy who doesn't own a drift boat or a boat has access to guided fishing on a lot of our local waters. Um, and it's not just the DuPage, I mean, there's the Fox, the DuPage. There's multiple rivers here that have pretty decent smallmouth fishing. There's innumerable man-made lakes and, and ponds and things of that nature. Um, and, and let's not forget, we have great airports here. So I think your average Chicago angler spends, you know, a guy's repertoire is a, a couple of weeks here in the Spring Creeks, a couple of weeks in Montana or, or Colorado or out west trout fishing. Uh-huh. You've got things like Alaska. You've got bone fishing in the winter. I mean, the winters are long here, guys. We we <laughs> we travel a lot to to do this thing called fly fishing. So it's uh, Chicago is actually a great place to to base out of. Yeah, you get a little variety uh, more so than even we do because you got all of that and you got Canada too. Yeah, we got Canada, we got Mexico, we got the Bahamas. We've got it's, it's pretty easy, you know. Three and a half hours. I'm in Cancun, and then I'm going permit fishing. So, <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah, not a big challenge. Yeah, I've always thought we were kind of remiss down here that we don't go down to 
the Baja more or down to places like Cancun, which are so close to us. But, you know, part of that is the fact that we're so busy with what we have locally and so many things going on. For instance, out here in California, you got all the great Sierras, which give us so many opportunities. And uh, then, as Frank does, fish in the ocean. Yeah. You can fish every day. Yeah, my wife's from Santa Barbara. Trust me, there there are plans to go back that way um, before it's all over. Yeah. yeah well, we, we every do, time you're out, yeah. every time you get out and visit Jerry, come on down. We'll go out and fishing. Yeah. You know, you know, John mentioned uh, stories. I got two of them. I want to jump in on in during a trip to La Paz to fish for rooster fish. And typically that's done with conventional gear, spinning gear, uh, throwing some uh, various uh, baits. But I'm taking the fly rod, and I'm going to be throwing my eight weight uh, the way Frank taught me to, load it up just as he did it last time when I went down for Rooster where I got my 35-pounder on the fly. Nice. And uh, anybody that knows rooster fish, that's quite a challenge on conventional, much less on fly fly, gear. Okay, well, we're gonna we're, we're getting close on time. We've only got about a minute or so. so oh, that'll give me time to tell my last story. Okay, go ahead. Uh, which is tuna. Out here we do the same thing. We go out after tuna, again, with conventional gear, but you break out the fly rod when the tuna frenzy's on yeah. and toss out like a crazy Charlie or, or a nice big uh, uh, Mexican flag, and you're going to get yourself bit and have a hell of a time. Yeah, well, if, yeah. You, know, if you can, most most of the tuna schools are, uh, you know, football, you know, on up a little bit, and sometimes there's some big ones, but, you know, they don't have to be very big to put up one heck of a fight, and when the, when yeah. the, when the, when the bite is on and they're just frothing on the top of the water, it's really exciting. So, yeah, you throw yeah. anything in there. I got one last question real okay. quick. If somebody quick. wanted to go on one of your trips, how would they get in touch with you? Well, we've got a great website that kind of goes over a lot of this stuff. It's shyfly, C-H-I-F-L-Y dot com. Our phone number is area code 312-944-3474. Or just check us out on the web. Uh, Google fly fishing in Chicago and little yeah. Chicago fly fishing pop so, right up. Sh- Shyfly uh, is, is shyfly.com? Dot, dot com. Dot com. Okay. Yes, sir. Shyfly.com. Okay. All right, you guys. Uh, music's on, and Mark's pointing us out yeah. of here. Really appreciate it. I think we covered a lot of stuff, and I learned a lot. That's why I always do. That's why I do this. Anyway, thank you, guys. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. 
Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Great news. You can now watch Grizz's shows wherever you are, whenever you want, on all your mobile devices. Download the Grizz Channel app today. Enjoy an adventure during that boring wait at the doctor's office. Or while you're sitting at the airport waiting for your next flight. Just go to your phone, tablet, or even Kindle app store or iTunes and download it today. And when you get home, you can watch The Grizz on your big screen on Roku. Catch The Grizz next adventure today. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we also have a little party going on here. We got Andy uh, uh, Kuris from the. <laughs> I, I know that's terrible. Uh, Chicago Fly Fishing. We have Bob. Andy. B- Andy. Andy. Not Chris. Andy. Who said? Who said Chris? Anyway, oh, you got it right. All right, um, and then we got Bob Summerow. The, uh, he likes to do some uh, fly fishing, and, and our uh, co-host or our host, I guess, is uh, Frank Selby. And we only have a couple minutes to finish it up. But you know, I'll tell you real quickly. I've learned st- on this show, and I've been doing this show for so long. You'd, you'd think that I'd, I'd learned something by now, but uh, you know, every week it's something different. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, well, that's just, that's the nature of fishing, you know. Yeah. Especially when you do national and international. You know, Andy. Uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you about is, you know, we do a lot of different things out here: single hand, double hand, spay rods. Uh, what's mm-hmm. making a big dent back there? Are you seeing any action with spay rods and that kind of thing? Do you have that kind of big water? Oh, absolutely. Um, more for, like, the migratory, the salmon and the steelhead game. Uh, it started, yeah. I don't know, 10, 10, 15 years ago. We've got bigger rivers like the Milwaukee River. Um, on the Wisconsin side, you've got um, innumerable rivers on the on the Michigan side. And, yeah, spay fishing is a, is a big deal here. Um, there's also a thing called switch, which is kind of like switch fishing, which is kind of a in-between single-handed and double-handed, a little bit shorter. Uh, for yeah, you use, like, an 11-foot rod. Exactly. 11 foot, 7 weight, 8 weight kind of thing is uh, so on, very on a, useful. On a, on a spay rod, you just kind of take like with your right hand uh, where you've got the reel and then you just pull down with your left hand to, to fling it? Or how, does, how do you do that? No, you're actually have both hands on the rod. 
John, and you're actually, uh, gosh, you're doing a little ballet in the air with the tip of the rod that forms different types of loops and allows the line to run down the river, and then you use the river to actually load the rod, the well, drag of yeah, the water on the in, line. In order to throw it out there far enough, you have to load the rod first, don't you? Roll, you roll cast it. Oh, yeah. the water. Big old roll cast. Yeah. I was going to say, if you put uh, put me with a 15-foot robin with all that fly line flying around there, <laughs> if there's a tree within 100 yards, I'm in trouble. Yeah, we call that learning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you uh, do you use uh, the spay rod or the switch rod back there yourself? I am, you know, it took me 20 years how to figure out how to use a single-handed rod, so I'm, I'm pretty proficient, <laughs> pretty comfortable there. I, I dabble in switch and spay. I've got some of the, some just like a couple of our instructors are outstanding uh, spay rod enthusiasts. Uh, I enjoy it. It's not my thing. I, I'd much rather. Yeah, catch mine a either. I'd much rather. Ray Jeff. Yeah, like a Ray Jeff. You watch some of the masters do it. It's it's art. It's poetry. Yeah. It's cool. Ray Jeff uh, taught me. It's Mel Krieger and, and Ray Jeff, my very first attempt at it was at the San Francisco Casting Pond with those guys, and it's kind of a humbling experience to have two luminaries that are being patient uh, trying to teach a hack. For well, Andy, at least they let you on the pond. They wouldn't let me on it. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know who it was. I'm serious. They, they looked at me and said, no, get, get away. Get away. Yeah. No, it's, it's a magical thing, uh, the spay fishing. It's a whole different level of fly fishing. Uh, I, I appreciate I think it. any fly fishing, no matter what it is, is fun. And I think going to certain places, if you never even caught a fish, yeah. it's so much fun. Well, I've always said <clears throat> there's no such thing as an ugly place to fish. That's true. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, uh, yeah, we get, now, we do have, now we do have less than a minute. And I don't know if we're going to wrap it up real quick. And Bob, I don't know. You know, your your main business is lighting. You're you're a staff writer for Western Outdoor News, so you get to experience quite a bit yourself. And then, of course, Frank, yep. his and hers fly shop. And uh, we've always great having Frank on. And uh, you know, let's see if you can join Frank and I in uh, Ketchikan, Alaska, on July 24th to the 29th. It's we're all with it. And again, uh, Andy, we really appreciate that. Is shyfly.com. And uh, just get, if you've just got some questions, give him a call. He'll take care of you. All right, guys, thank you. Appreciate you coming on. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting.